Up next, another episode of 30 Wise with Taylor, Derek, and Kurt. We are glad you are listening. Find us on Facebook at 30 Wise Podcast or send an email to 30wisepodcast at gmail.com. And now, what you all came to listen for, 30 Wise. Enjoy! Welcome back to episode number 10 of the 30 Wise Podcast. Boys, how are we feeling about this one? Feeling good. Feeling Double great. Double digits. We made it. We made it. Are we considered successful give it, podcasters give now? Give a tan. Well, thanks to our viewers, we're definitely getting more successful. So thanks for listening in. We really appreciate it. We do it all for you guys. Thank you very much. It's all for our loyal audience. Guys, it is about 9.43 at night, and we're sitting at Kurt's bar in his basement. And today is a special day. It is June 6th, 2019, which means today, exactly 75 years ago, United States troops stormed Normandy on D-Day. Alongside with their allied brothers to get a toehold in France to eventually turn the tides of the war and free Europe from Nazi. Crush them bastard Nazis. What, What an iconic day. It really is. Something that should always be remembered, always revered. I mean, can you think think about if you were 18 years old and you were taking that trip across the English Channel, the thoughts going through your head as an 18-year-old? Yeah, it'd be insane. I mean, you've all you've both seen Saving Private Ryan and there have been <laughs> Band of Brothers, movies like that, things where it's... Where you sit back and you kind of reflect, you're like, could I have done that? What would have happened? It Like, how... How would, would that have changed me as a human being? Well, just think and you're of, just thankful for the... And not, uh, only, and not only could you have done that, but look at all the opportunities leading up to that specific moment that you could have backed out or thought of a reason not to. I sure. mean, just think of the mental hurdles that they continuously got over to actually get to that point. Yeah. One, getting to the, one signing up, enlisting, getting to the country, and then making that trip to the beach. I think it has more to you when you talk about the mental hurdles it's not necessarily getting there it was when you were there because of all the stuff that they saw all the stuff that they did all of the miles that they logged on foot traveling i mean that's the part i think that that would be worse than i mean obviously you're going to have jitters just like everything else but you're given a gun and a helmet mm-hmm. and told to go shoot people basically and once you're there, you don't realize how it's going to affect you until you're actually doing it. I sure. think that's a big part of it. People call them the greatest generation, which I agree with that statement. Because there is nothing more inspiring than listening to some of those stories of people who are in their 90s talk about what they went through, what they saw, and the pride they take in what they were able to accomplish. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Not Very only impressive. not only the people there, but also the people that were at home making sure that they had the proper weaponry, proper tools, proper vehicles, all that kind of stuff. stuff. I mean, the men and women at home played just as big a role in making sure that they had the opportunity to be It's too Derek. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> Stop dropping the coaster. <laughs> to be at their best when they were over there. So you gotta I mean Obviously, the people on the front lines were the people that made the ultimate sacrifice, but the people at home did a huge, played a huge part in us being able to take over and eventually win that war. Yeah, so on behalf of 30 Wise, uh, thank you to all the men and women who make that ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. 
Exactly. Uh, one of the big segments we kicked off last week was the Dad Bod Challenge. Kurt, you want to give a quick update yeah. on where we stand one week in? Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies one and gentlemen, week. we did uh, we did our first weigh-in, uh, and the, the scoring system was on our Facebook page, so check that out if you want to play along at home. We are going until June 4th, uh, or sorry, July, July 4th. 2nd. 4th of July. July 2nd. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so currently uh, the... The, the scores tally up at this. Derek is uh, pulling in the lead with eight point, uh, 18.6 points. And I'm not looking back. I am in second place with 11.2 points. And Taylor is bringing up the rear with 1.8 points. Woo-woo! Uh, we are playing this game just to kind of challenge ourselves to eat better, do right, get ready for summer, uh, be more fit so that we're not tired when we're playing with the kids. And uh, as an added more. benefit and to encourage us, uh, the, the grand prize winner, uh, which currently if we ended right now, would be Derek. Yes. Um, the winner is getting a, a bottle of their choice of uh, alcohol from the two losers. So Valued at up to $100. Up to $100. So not, not light <laughs> here. I'm it's looking forward to it. Definitely motivation for us all. Yes. yes. Uh, Taylor and Kurt, one thing you've learned this week. Uh, because I, of the dad by challenge, I started counting calories and using an app for that. So that was really interesting. There's to an see. app for that. There's an app. There's, there's <laughs> so many apps for that. <laughs> I got a question for you, Kurt. You yeah. work in a pharmacy. You know a lot about things sold in a pharmacy. Yeah. Are you secretly buying things like Hydroxy weight loss cut. supplement, hydroxycut? No. Are you going that route behind I, our backs? No, I I won't. It's I a won't. readily available supplement. It is, and you can. <laughs> it, the problem with that is that it gives you instant gratification but then it's not going to help you out in the long term like it's going to help you drop a few water weight pounds but unless you're making the lifestyle changes of eating better i think putting stuff into your what you put into your body is actually more important than how much you exercise too because you can totally you can totally lose weight on calories just by watching what you eat yep you can eat more by exercising yep but um so unless you do those lifestyle modifications, yep. the hydroxy cut's only going to get you so far. Taylor, your big takeaway? One weekend? I was not as in shape as I thought I was because <laughs> I hurt right now from literally doing, from the day we started, I have not, I've exercised every day. So exercise every day, mow the lawn, I think twice since then, so... My muscles are just sore right now because they're getting back in. Now into remember the actual... folks, if you listen to our lawn care episode, <laughs> mowing the lawn isn't what made Taylor's uh, muscles sore because he rides a mower. Yeah, he's got he a ride a mower. Oh sorry, he sorry guys, he trims with with a push mower. <laughs> but right now my riding lawnmower is broken, so I am pushing I am walking, I am pushing oh, my lawn right now. So changing the strategy on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta keep, gotta add, keep add fit. Gotta keep cardio. Exactly. Gotta I gotta add in here. The one thing I learned this week is how fast you can get unflexible. Yeah. Right? And how good it feels to actually loosen up your muscles a little bit. The other thing is I love sugar. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this last week has reinforced that. In the first couple days, it's absolutely horrible because it's all your mm. body wants, and you get that craving. And once you get through past that part, it's been a lot easier. If you can yeah. just cut out the sugars part, yeah. that's a big it's part. It's amazing of how it is. how much healthy food makes you feel good. Yeah. Which is which is where I'm running into trouble with my paternity leave is over. I go back to work on Monday. We had the big and, candy and, guy. And yeah, exactly. We got tons of candy at work and not a whole lot of uh, 
better options. So I'm going to have to plan ahead and bring some stuff with me to work to keep that temptation away. But we'll see. The other big temptation is summer is upon us. Yeah. And with summer comes a lot of things you do that is out of routine. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think about all the things that you guys have done over the course of your life in the summer that you can reflect back on that you like. Right? Yeah. Like the best of right. summer. Is I there know. anything that comes to this mind? This is our best of summer episode. All right. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, I mean, I was thinking about it. So Henry and I went for a walk uh, the other day. We were walking along the street, and I was I just thought back to myself. I was like, man, I, I hope that he remembers this for years and years to come when he reflects back. I didn't think about it much when I was a teenager or even when I was in college, but now that I'm a dad, I think back to like, oh, I can remember my mom and I and my, my little sister going for walks. And it just, I don't know, it just like clicked Aww. and brought me back. And well, I mean, the, those are the important things. It's it like, are we creating the right memories? Are we making sure, you know, I hope that he remembers those little walks. You know, we saw a couple different birds and he got super excited about that and all sorts of different nature things that we saw. So it was just fun. How about Kurt Orchard as a teenager? Any well, wild, anything, any, uh, any wild, any memories, wild memories come to mind? Oh, I worked a lot, guys. Ah, I, worked uh, at, uh, I worked at the BP gas station. So what was, <laughs> what was your favorite summer job? My favorite summer job uh, probably would have been when I first turned 14. I, uh, I was the cart return delivery management Specialist, what the local pick and save? <laughs> I, I was the cart boy, <laughs> the cart delivery wow. specialist. Yeah, is that so, the title that you came up with? Yeah, or exactly. They gave you? you always oh, come up with a you better came title. Up with your yeah, title. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, okay. you don't tell the girls that you're. I, I get the carts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I spent the summer pushing carts, uh, and with one of the other high school guys, we we would just see how many in a row we could get. And yeah. at one point, the manager came out and yelled that we had to bring all the carts in because we had them wrapped you around the parking out. lot to see if we could push. We had like 185 carts, and we were, so we had one guy at the front and two at the back pushing it around the lot. And he was like, get the carts back in. People need to shop. So as, morons? As a car return <laughs> specialist, did you, did you get to wear a special vest? No. Like anything reflector? No? No. Back then, it wasn't a big deal. No, if you got hit by a car, it was probably your fault back then. (laughs) The world's changed a lot. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Taylor, your favorite favorite summer job? Oh, man. I I would have to say, because it does does play into the memory part as well. So, uh, I did this for a couple summers. I would just go and hang out with my, my grandma and grandpa for a month at a time. And then... I'd help them around the house, do outside jobs, do whatever, shingle their house, shingle their sheds, stay in their house, that kind of a thing. But then also during that time, my grandpa and I would go out and we'd play golf every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. So we'd get out, get out there before anybody else was out there. We'd go play 9 or 18, depending on what we had to do that day. And then we'd go home, eat breakfast, and then get to work and do our stuff. So... Not only did they pay me to do that, they nice. I got to golf. My grandma is an amazing cook, so I just, you know, was fat the whole summer. <laughs> so, hence hence the reason why this dad bot challenge is in play right now. Hence why you have 1.8 points. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love food. Um, but that's I mean, it was just it was just fun. And the added bonus, my parents when I was younger didn't have cable or satellite or anything and my right. grandma and grandpa did. Oh yeah. So Mine I too. could I could go and you know, I'm a sports junkie, so I could go watch ESPN 
every day or I could, you know, do all, you know, watch all the things that I couldn't watch at my right. house. Grandma, so. Oh, yeah. My grandma and grandpa had a pool and cable. I was like, let's go there <laughs> every the day. Come ever. It's the best thing ever. Well, that's why they had it, to attract the grandkids. Right. Exactly. Well, grandma and grandpas are supposed to spoil their ki- their grandkids, right? Do you either to know what a propane tank is? Oh. Yeah. Quite. What? <laughs> oh, wait, what is I'm it? I'm familiar propane with it. Propane tank. A propane tank. Yes. I know. I have no idea. Okay, so it's... Yeah, you do. That dumb look on your face. I knew. If, I know you know. If any of our listeners do not know what a propane tank is, Call I'm Perry. sorry we're not going to explain yeah. that. <laughs> so one of my best summer jobs was I got paid um, to go around um, the countryside and paint propane tanks. Okay. White. The big ones. So you were talking about you the didn't big sell ones. They're 500 pounder or 500 ones or they're 1,000 gallons. gallons. Oh, okay. And then the huge ones that you see in like Propane delivery yards, yeah. yeah. The ones that are monstrous, I painted those too. Nice. So, you, but you're not talking about the little twenty pounders. You're well, talking yeah, about I spray yeah, painted. You're those. talking about like when you're people when people live out in the country and they I need did their it propane. All. And so then I decal them too. So who who are you paid by to do that? You're not paid by the cust- You're not paid by the person who, who owns the house. No, the company that owns the tank and fuels them, which is Cenex Harvest States, employed Where you me. were. Yep. Gotcha. And you got hooked up because of. My father. Exactly. He worked there. So me and my brother got a job. connections. That's exactly what it was. But Nepotism. In the beginning, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> in the propane business, people, it's happening. It's, it's all over all all levels. It's everywhere. <laughs> but listen, I, when we first started, I think they overpriced us because they used to give us $35 per propane tank, um, per 1,000-gallon propane tank, and $25 per 500-gallon propane tank. And we could go around one day and prime like six or seven of them. And then the next day, go around and put two coats of white on them. And we were done. So that was like in a two-day period, my brother and I could each make like 130 bucks. So you do that for three nice. days in a row. That's a pretty good paycheck for a couple of 16, 17-year-olds. Yeah, it's gas money. That's why Courtney dated him. <laughs> He's high roller. Yeah. <laughs> so at the county fair, it was nothing but green. He's rolling around Dick's with his like, twin uh, brother. Yeah. That was the best. It was a pickup truck with no air conditioners, so you roll the window down and you just spit sunflower seeds out as you're trying to drive around the countryside nice. figuring out where you're going. No GPS. Good oh, dude. God, no. No, uh, no smartphones back in the day. No, my dad would actually draw a map on a piece of paper, a blank <laughs> piece of paper, and go, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's your most efficient route, go and do it. Now, so would he give you the road names, or would he be no, like, the road would name. he be like, when you get to the yellow barn, you take a right, and then He's, when you see, when you go past two blue houses, take a left. Well, start at our house and just go right, 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 and left. He'd have the sections listed out perfectly. Okay, because he grew up there, so in, yeah, those were his routes that he'd take for his job. So he'd go, yeah, you go two miles, and then you take a right, and then about a quarter of the way up, there's a farmhouse. Pull in there, and the tank should be here. Nice. You pull in, the tank wouldn't be there. You go, God, are we the right place? He had no idea. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and of course, start painting whatever tank was there. Yeah, well, that's nice. happened a couple times. Good deal. But that was that was a pretty <laughs> sweet time. So I gotta ask you guys: when you where you guys grew up, did you guys have a public pool? Yes. So, did you guys were you guys pool rats at all? We would drive. I think we had to drive. Well, like I said, my grandparents had a pool, so we went to there quite often because that was only about a 10 minute ride down the road so i was at my grandma's pool almost all the time we we i mean we would go when we obviously had time or we were doing stuff i mean my my dad when when i was younger when i was in high school or through high school my dad was in education so during the summer times my dad was obviously not as busy with teachers and all that kind of stuff depending you know and all that kind of a thing so 
we golfed a lot. We just did. We we traveled a lot as a family during the summertime because that's when we had the best time off to be able to do so. My mom owned her own business, so she could kind of take off whenever she wanted to. What about you, Derek? I grew up uh, half a block away from the public pool. Nice. So Ooh. my life, my life was very similar to the sandlot to the scene the sandlot. <laughs> The pool, the side and the yeah. I was one of those guys. Did you have the hot cheerleader that you faked your own Wendy Peppercorn? I did not. No. You didn't have your own Wendy Peppercorn. I did not have that type of game <laughs> or the type of confidence to be able to pull something off like that. But it was awesome because you meet with all your friends at the pool and then you hang out there for propane money. Seven, exactly. Were, were you? Were you? Actually, the, there was a candy shop at the pool, and that's oh, yeah. why the propane money would go to me. Yeah. Godstoppers pop and like candy bars. Oh come on, ice cream every day. Ice cream. We had giant ice cream sandwiches. Giant ice cream sandwiches. That was good stuff. When you guys uh, were growing up, did you ever do summer camp? I was in Boy Scouts, so I did all sorts of camping. So we, a couple times a year, we'd also go to like the big, the big summer camp where you go for a week at a time versus just like the weekend trips. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. I'm an Eagle Scout, so I was in Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, everything from a small age up until, you know, I became an Eagle Scout in nice. high school. So um, that that's a whole huge part of my life as well as just camping in general and getting out. Now, that's gone downhill because my wife, her, uh, her definition of roughing it is a hotel without a pool. So <laughs> or continental breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, so there's a big stickler on that one. It's a it's a very tough sell to try and get my wife has Mal not listened, in a bed. <laughs> has Mal listened to an episode yet? Uh, yes. Mal, if you're listening, Taylor wants to go camping with you. Sure, let's do it. And did your wife? We could go. We could go. She does listen. Tell her go. I am. I am on. Her side of the fence when it comes to continental breakfast. Oh yeah, she's Those like, don't awesome. even, she's like, don't even book it if there's not free breakfast. I agree, hundred exactly. <laughs> percent. That's what makes a trip in a you hotel. Just got, it depends on where you're going. You got to be able to get up to go to the continental breakfast to make right. it worth it. Exactly. You got Derek, did you go camping? Though. I uh, my parents went camping a little bit, but I never went to like a camp. Like a camp. I went an to organized one. camp. Okay. It was an organized church camp for like five days. Okay. And I hated it. Gotcha. <laughs> Because it was church camp? Well, kind of. And, you know, like singing the church songs and stuff was not really because my cup of Because it was a church tea. camp. No, but I was, there was like a bunch of other kids there that you didn't like. You were like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> this is going to be funny because this is... So, for those of you who have been listening the entire time, this goes back to when Derek uh, openly mocked soccer. And then it turned out I had played soccer my whole life. So, every summer, I went to church camp. <laughs> For a week at a time, <laughs> and, um, and I loved it. And I, I loved it. it. I actually almost worked. I almost decided to take a job at the summer camp instead of uh, instead of instead of working in the pharmacy. But then I decided that that's because where my education wanted to go. That that's what I needed to why be do, doing instead. Why do you love church? Camp I love so it. Much. So it was, so the thing about church camp is, is it's the same as a, as regular camp, except they you know they'll talk about stuff from the Bible and you'll sing different songs probably. We still had a lake that we swam at. We still had archery. We still had high ropes. We still had a bunch of awesome games that you'd go running through the forest or running through the fields with so many other kids. You'd, mm-hmm. And it was an awesome, fun time. You'd meet a bunch of different people. Yeah, I, we did that. But the church thing really piqued your interest as a kid? Well, no. It was the, it was the combination of everything. Okay. You know, the people... The praise, the campfires, the activities, all that kind of stuff. But it was that, good. that goes back to how you were raised and 
Did you go to church a lot as a kid? Did you yeah. go because oh, Sunday a, lot a lot of what I think a lot did. of <laughs> a lot of where kids meet people and have you know and develop relationships when they're younger <laughs> is obviously school and at church, right? And obviously any other activities that you play. And now more more kids and more things and more activities are more revolving around sports versus yep. some of those other things, mm-hmm. even the Boy Scouts or anything like that. My brother worked at scout camp down in Cimarron, New Mexico. That's where his full-time job is now. So he literally worked down there as he was in Boy Scouts. He's an Eagle Scout as well. He's now made that his full-time job at the Boy Scout Ranch in New Mexico. So you look at how it can direct you. When Kurt said, hey, I could have gone that route, but I decided to go different. My brother decided that he just wanted to be down there and he's obviously got a lot of other perks that he loves he gets to guide hunts for elk he gets to do all these things that he loves to do and he gets paid for it so it's all what path of life that you want to go down and Mm -hmm. what excites you and what makes you see i probably had i probably had good moments like that that i don't remember the one thing i did remember about the one church camp i went to yeah is the boys bunk was blue okay girls were red and their one rule is no purple. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> ten what? years later? What's of fun. No. Like ten minutes into the camp. Oh. But then again, they had a cool canteen where you could go and buy snacks and the propane money came out. Nice. Well, <laughs> you know, I think it was, you know, important that you tried that and experienced it. You know, I think it's important for kids to get, even, even if it's not, no matter what kind of camp it is, I think... I, I, in our area, it's, they run a camp where they just send kids up to. Don't the Elks do something? I the Elks no do a that. camp for kids, but it's something that gets them out to experience nature. It gets them meeting kids they don't necessarily know because usually you're coming in from different communities. Yeah, gets you're, them away you're from their swimming. You're swimming. There's no internet. There's no cell phones. You're just, no you, parents. Yeah, no parents, and you're getting bonfires, and you're taking care of your own food, and you know whatever. It's sure think, there's like a mess hall, and you eat cafeteria lunches, but I agree. it's fun. It's fun, and I think yeah. it's something that everyone should at least try once, yes. just think, to give it a shot. And I think it's more important now than it was back when we were kids, just because of how um, social interaction is Technology and engagement is happens today. Yeah, it's all about. So getting them away from the electronics and stuff, just yeah. for a little bit. That's good stuff. I'm I'm for it. But getting them away from it just a little bit to sharpen their social skills yeah. and getting to know people. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, when you were doing the propane job, you didn't have GPS or anything. Your dad drew you a map, and we had, you know, in the summer we probably just jumped outside and went and played and did stuff like that. Or you went over to your buddy's house and did stuff. Um, I talk to a lot of parents now, and they're like, like big plans for the kids for the summer. They're like, got to try and get them off the electronics. So parents out there, you know, have a game plan. Figure out some stuff to get outside yeah. or get them away from the electronics. I know it's a big part of life, but there's so much more out there in the world um, that's way more exciting. Even at daycare right now, our daughter just loves being outside. She loves being outside in general, but you, we see her at daycare and we pick her up and her face is just beet red. She's sweaty. She's just You can <laughs> oh, tell yeah. she's just been loving every minute about being outdoors, <laughs> but then she walks inside. She's like, TV. So it... That, that's okay. There's got to be a balance there, yeah. too. I mean, that's the part right now that is the difficult part is how do you find that balance of both? And what's the right what's the right amount of both? Because well, I do you guys think, have a rule on screen time right I do now? think there's a balance. Um, 
yes and no. That's I mean, a no. No, that's yes, a no. Yes and no. When it comes to when it comes to her devoted time with like an iPad or one of our cell phones, yes, we have that time. But we usually always have the TV on just because it's news. It's you know whatever it is, just to you know as the sound or whatever. I mean. We also have our Alexa, and we just throw on music sometimes, and she just loves that. And she, yeah. I mean, that's not obviously the screen. Time, I think but music is different ele- than it's still like ele- yeah. it's it's still electronic. She still interacts with it, that kind of a thing, which isn't as bad. But when you look at it, you look at some of the, you have to find that balance. You have to set those boundaries. I think. Yeah. And when we take it away, she screams and cries and does all that, regardless of how often we set those time limits. Right, exactly. And because it, it's it's an addiction. It is. What about you guys? Do you guys have anything with Ben? Uh, not right really. Now? We, honestly, we don't watch a lot of TV, especially when it's nice out. We're sure. always outside doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, if we want him to watch something, just to direct his attention away from other things that we're doing that we don't need him hanging around with, like sure. making supper or something, yeah. um, we'll put on a movie. It's the same three movies. <laughs> right. So he's got to pretty much memorize. I have it memorized now, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's turning on a movie. Otherwise, if TV's on, he won't really watch anything. Um, he'll play with his toys or do something else just because yeah. he's not engaged unless it's one of his movies. Sure. Which is kind of where we're at now. I hope we stay at that point because it makes it really easy to be able to direct his attention to screens and away from screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also loves looking at pictures and videos of himself. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Henry so, likes that so too. the right type of screen time as well. Because yeah. you're not watching a video, you're not doing that. Because Addie loves watching pictures or videos of things that we've taken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but does that mean they're going to grow up and be really vain? <laughs> Superficially <laughs> not. I, let's, don't over-extrapolate yet. Um, but yeah, I, I guess to kind of finish up the topic, like yeah, we didn't really do a whole lot of screen time with Henry at all too much when he was younger. But now, now with Jonathan for sure, it's like there's times where I'm like, I'm trying to get Jonathan to go down. Quit making noise over here. Can you watch? And he'll here. like he'll throw Here's, on like we'll throw on. He'll be like, I want to watch Daniel Tiger, which is an offshoot of like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, which is awesome. Yeah. And then uh, so he'll watch that or something. Or if uh, or if I need to take a shower and Lori's not home and stuff, he'll get to watch like a program on the iPad. But then I usually you know give him a countdown. I'm like, yep. all right, in two minutes we're turning it off. In one minute we're turning it off. And Set then the timer. I, and then he knows when that timer goes off. You yep. better turn it off or he's not getting again next time. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, we watched an episode of that. Why did we find that show fascinating as kids? It was awesome. It was the best we had. It was educational. It might have been the best. It's probably because it was the best that we had. Exactly. It's just... Puppets? It was tough to watch now. But you know what made up for it? Growing a little older and getting to watch MTV. There you go. Back when they had whatever that show is on. that you like, the dating one, what was that <laughs> one from like episode two? I don't remember, but it was cool. <laughs> so cool, you brought it up on YouTube and made us watch one. <laughs> yeah, and now you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and we still don't know what it's called. Well, I can figure it out. Just give me a second. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, before we end up um, out of time, we want to continue on with our summer segment, uh, TBT. Taylor's Barbecue Tips. Tails. Tips. And you got a hot one today. Taylor's Barbecue Tips. Hashtag it. Let's hear it. TBT. TBT. So today, since we're talk- since we're on this whole dad bod thing, thinking about healthier snacks just to be able to do, one of the things I love to make on the on the smoker is beef jerky. Who doesn't like beef jerky? Ooh, I mean... That sounds good. Good beef jerky. Pretty healthy. Good source of protein. Oh, yeah. Easy to make, too. I mean, if you've got... You do have to have the right equipment, but... 
a dehydrator, a smoker, something like that that's really easy. So, I mean, literally go to their grocery store and see if they'll cut you some beef jerky meat because there's not many grocery stores or even a meat market that aren't going to be able to be like, hey, we make beef jerky. Can I get some of that? Because that's where I do. So I get mine from Hilltop Meats in, in Mankato. They have the best beef nice. jerky. If, yes. if you want, if you just want to spend 25 bucks on a pound of jerky, go for it. But they'll cut they'll cut the beef jerky, just the meat for me, for $6.99 a pound. So it's hard to argue with that yeah. versus the $25 a pound. It I get that as a it. stocking stuffer for it Christmas every year, and it's so the best. Good. Yeah. So tell us so how you make it. So get that meat. What I do is I marinate it overnight, and and you can find whatever recipe. I'll throw one up that that I like that I've that I've done in a few yeah. different we'll renditions. We'll put that on Facebook so you guys can see it. Uh, but marinate it overnight, take it out, rinse it off, dry it off, let it sit for a little bit so it kind of gets rid of some of that moisture before you put it on the before you put it on my smoker, and then I throw it on the smoker for about five to six hours on just. On just like 180, so that way it's just really low, really slow. It takes its time to just dehydrate that meat and get it to where it's that perfect, uh, perfect consistency, perfect density, whatever you want to call it. I don't awesome. know. Pliability, maybe. I don't know if that's even a word. <laughs> Solid word. But consistency. <laughs> Derek, you've had you've had some of my beef jerky. It's I think delicious. Kurt, you've had yeah. some of my beef jerky. It's good stuff. For you know, for 6.99 a pound. It's 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 a much more cost effective way to do it than twenty five, but I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong, Hilltop Meats beef jerky, next level. So, do you guys notice that on this podcast because we're doing the Dad Bod Challenge, we've talked a lot about food. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, we'll wrap it up. Kurt, take us away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us for the first episode in double digits, episode ten. We hope you enjoyed it. We give it a ten. Make sure to. <laughs> Like our page on Facebook, 30 Wise Podcast. Make sure to email us at 30wisepodcast at gmail.com for any topics or comments that you'd like us to talk about. We would love to hear from you at also, our Gmail. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have other friends that are parents, are going to become parents, or have been parents, or don't even, or just like to listen to podcasts, <laughs> make sure to let them know that 30 Wise is out there and available. We'd love to keep entertaining the masses. Also, don't forget to subscribe. God bless America. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>